Yanmar trying to get it towards the empty net. He dives. He scores. Hat trick. Game seven. Yanmar. Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. And he comes, fakes. He scores. Mark Stone, shorthanded goal. Took the goal off its pegs, lost his stick, but more room to pump his fist. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here are your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. We are back. Uh, Hour number two of show number one of the VGK Insider Show in Fox Sports Las Vegas. We have the rookie tournament coming up in a week. Then we have the opening of training camp and the exhibition schedule for the Vegas Golden Knights and into game number one, uh, a really historic game number one, October 12th at the T-Mobile Arena, where the Vegas Golden Knights will open up their campaign, their fifth season, against the Seattle Kraken, who will play game number one of its franchise. And uh, we have a lot to cover. Busy, busy few weeks uh, here on the VGK Insider Show in Fox Sports Las Vegas. Darren Millard, Ryan Wallace, Chris Chapman. And uh, can I just go, just slide back a little bit uh, to uh, a couple of things uh, that we need to just dive into. It's been a while. We took our summer break. Mm -hmm. Uh, How fast was the summer break was it three days was it four days what did it feel like to you guys Ooh, it was uh it was a base it was basically for me like a three-day weekend yeah that's what it felt like it was basically labor day weekend like we yeah, were more we were here last thursday that's what it feels like <laughs> to me and and we've we've flipped it around because like chapman looks the same Absolutely disheveled, <laughs> out of sorts, uh, not not paying attention to the show. Like he's he is he is right on it, and and mm-hmm. you like there's no extra animals, nothing like that out at the out of the homestead. It, it doesn't feel like anything's changed with you guys. Yeah, no, not not really. Like I'm still kind of exactly where I was when we went on hiatus. Uh, just a little uh, a little bit older, really. Yeah, by four days. I gained a, a yes. little bit of weight while we were. Oh, all, did you? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, that yeah. Like how many? What are we talking in here? The, in in the what is it? Six seven weeks since I've seen you. Mm-hmm. Probably like eight or nine pounds. No. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I mean it's got to be more than that. No, no. no. I'm well, looking at you. <laughs> no, I know. I since I last saw you. Yeah, since I last saw you. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Chapman, you don't you don't give them these freebies, buddy. What are you <laughs> no, doing? Well, I mean, we we're, we're talking about what what happened, and you know, I, I've put on a little bit of extra weight. What so. do you do to put on ten pounds Not, in no. in six weeks? You want to know what? I sat on my couch for two and a half weeks and watched Olympics nonstop. Mm-hmm. Literally, yeah. would do nothing. Uh, I I don't go outside because it's too damn hot. So I I I, I haven't been exercising. So. Uh, not, not the funny thing is I, I, I stopped drinking soda completely. Like I'm, I'm done with it and I'm still putting weight on. So I, once it gets cooler, I'm going to start exercising again and, and hopefully take some. Of what, what did you replace the soda with? That's the big question. Water. I drink water. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Cool. So what are you going to do water, to lose water, all these LBs? Exercise. That's the key for me. If no, I ex- what exercise? Like, uh, I, will, I, I am going to buy a bike and I'm going to start riding the bike to work back and forth to work. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, uh, nice. like you're so lazy, you have a robot vacuum. I do have a robot vacuum. Yes, <laughs> that's not lazy. That's just intelligent. Yes, because that's just smart. I I hate vacuuming. So, 
Oh. I love vacuuming. No, no. Really? Yeah. Who loves vacuuming? You know what I do is I pretend I'm a Zamboni, and I go up <laughs> and back, and I and I do it in the in the spirit of being a Zamboni. That's one of the weirdest things of my entire existence, but I yeah. love I love doing the whole hallway like like I'm a Zamboni, and then just going back and forth like that. Like the 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 fellas uh, over at uh, at T-Mobile, CNA, and and uh, Watershire Arena, they'd be really yeah. proud of me. Do it, do it that way. No, I don't. I don't think they so, would. So, so like, do you do it in circular? Yes. Um, rotation. <laughs> yes. That's how you vacuum. Yes. Like I'm not. Like, I'm never... not. A, like I'm not an up and back type of person. Uh-huh. I go all yeah. the way down the hallway, turn around, and come back, and finish up like I'm a zamboni. I don't honk the horn. But <laughs> yeah, you do. But I do finish finish it off like a zamboni. Now in tight spaces, I'll do the back and forth. But if I've got the enough room. I'm absolutely vacuuming like a Zamboni. Yeah, you've never been weirder than you are right now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> now, now, do you guys feel closer to me after my admission, or do you feel like I'm weirder and you don't want as much to do with me? I kind of feel like I wish I could leave the room right now. Yeah? Yeah. All right. Is it that uncomfortable? No, well, we're stopping them. I mean, well, my paycheck, my, I, I like hey, getting a listen, paycheck. Listen, Chapman, so. the show will go on. The I, show I know, will go on. And I know how easily I can be replaced. So This is the guy um, that missed an entire segment because he was researching flying fish. No, walking, walking fish. fish. Walking fish. <laughs> that don't walk, but that's fine. Yeah. Um, listen, I, do I do I feel like I'm closer to you? I feel like I know something that's a little strange about mm-hmm. you, uh, but there's nothing wrong with being strange. And if you're going to be strange and you're going to have these little idiosyncrasies about yourself, um, I, I suppose like v- vacuuming like a Zamboni is, is pretty innocuous and not that bad. So um, you're fine, Darren. It'll I, be okay. I picked up on it because that's the way I used to mow the lawn. Oh, and then I, I just I transitioned that into my vacuuming. See, now when I had yep. to mow the lawn when I was a kid, that was one of my chores, and I always yeah. wanted to mow it to make it look like one of those major league baseball outfields. But they they must use special mowers, or maybe they they change the the blade to a different height. So I can never get it. Just looked like a normal mowed lawn. Like I can never get those cool lines where it looks like one's he's dark trying, and one's light. He's trying light. to put a big C for Chapman in his front yeah. lawn. Oh, yeah. man, How yeah. do they do this? Yes, I, I wish. Oh, my dad would have loved that. The big C in the front lawn. Somebody, somebody has to let us know how they do that. It's it. It has to be a different type of blade, or they just mow it going one way. Yeah, I don't know. I, it's 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 always it's always cool. Now they're now they're able to put like the logo of the team in the outfield, which is always kind of cool yeah. when you see that. I think to compensate for the fact that you were never able to do that, Chapman, you should just get a C shaved into your head. <laughs> By the way, I'm I'm How growing I'm growing beard. the hair out, so uh there, there is a chance I may have a mullet before I see you again. Oh, I'm gonna get one too. <laughs> I'm going back to it. Yes. It's a it's a no, beautiful haircut. Listen, there's a mullet, gentlemen. There's there's mm-hmm. growing a mullet out, which yep. I subscribe to. I love it. Uh, mm-hmm. I grew up in the mullet age, and I love the mullets in the in the country music scene. I think it's it's a statement of personality. Yeah. What Chapman's got going is not a mullet. <laughs> yeah, what I... Chapman has going <laughs> is called. Homeless. I saw so so you'll like this. I saw Sage Salmons on Thursday night at the UNLV football game, and he's like, "Wow, yeah, you, you haven't shaved in a while." He's like, "The playoffs never end for you, do they?" 
you know he was telling you something with that, right? I, I am well aware, yes. I, I know. Like he was, so, hold that on, wasn't hold making on. conversation with you. That was <laughs> that was a little bit of a guidance. Yeah. I, I, I know. Social I, guidance. I know. I know. Sage was trying to help me out a little bit. What yeah. do you think he was doing by trying to help you? Like what do you think he well, was trying he, to do? He say was giving to you? me a heads up that hey buddy, maybe you want to shave that thing. It doesn't look well, good. No, I mean, are you there's there's a lot of gray to? in it too, so that so that's really bad. Like it's it's got the the, the whole Duck Dynasty thing going. Like not, how much not, money do you think you save by letting yourself go like this? I don't know. I, I razors are expensive, and I haven't, you haven't eaten a vegetable oh, since no, 1989. I, I eat vegetables every night. My my wife is Japanese. We eat vegetables all the time. And we eat, I I eat fruit every day. I eat vegetables every day, but. Uh, it's what's the, your favorite? But you put on ten pounds fruit, and you've let yourself Chapman? go. I am I am a huge pineapple guy. Love pineapples. Yeah, full of what sugar. About, what about vegetable? I what's like your favorite vegetable. I like cucumbers. Okay, got it. Cucumbers are good. Yeah, cucumbers are really good. You put on so ten I'm, pounds and you haven't shaved or got a haircut. <laughs> the beard in, might on, be ten in pounds. Six months. I'm I'm more <laughs> intrigued by Chapman and the mullet. Like, are you going to get it? cut into a mullet is that what you're going to do or do you think it's just growing like a mullet i i don't know if i'm going to get it cut but i uh i i will say this i have noticed now that my hair is a lot longer on the top that uh-huh. i'm losing quite a bit in the middle so it may look a lot more like Guy Lafleur before we're done but uh what do you mean Guy Lafleur was awesome <laughs> but he was he, he had he had the skullet though Guy Lafleur had the skullet no, 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 no. Yeah, he was he was bald up top, and he had the longer hair in the back. No, there was hair up top. There was hair Chapman. up top. Not not when he was playing with the Rangers. There wasn't. I I used to I used to my uncle used to take me to MSG to go watch the Rangers, and and I I could remember every time he touched the puck, they'd say "gee." Seriously, how much money have you saved in letting yourself go completely off the rails? I don't know. I haven't I haven't kept track, but. Uh... <laughs> Like you saved money, you've missed at least four haircuts. Yeah, so so those are what about twenty twenty five bucks a okay. pop. So, so let's round that up to a hundred dollars. Okay. Uh, razors are expensive. Yeah, they're like I think they're like thirty dollars for a pack of like ten. So based on this, you've saved at least a hundred, probably, probably about one hundred and thirty dollars. Hundred. Let's go one fifty. Okay. One fifty. So now we're up to we're up to three hundred fifty dollars. You haven't eaten really healthy. Because you packed on ten pounds uh, in in six weeks, so you're saving some money on lettuce or no, something. I, I eat vegetables. Well, I can't, eat salad can't almost eat, every night. You can't be eating that that well if you're putting on uh, ten. In about three months, yeah. I mean, no, you said six weeks. Six weeks, seven weeks, yeah, something. It's like. your story. I'm just yeah. reciting. Well, I, I, I'm trying to see, think of when the last time I saw you was. What was it? July 9th, I think. So we're let's say you saved five hundred dollars. Okay. To look like that, okay, is win. is saving five hundred dollars worth looking like that? Until my wife complains, yes, it's it's worth it. When she when she finally says to me, Chapman, you got to do call something. You Chapman, no, she doesn't. What does she okay. call you? She calls me Christopher. Formal. But, yes. Yeah. Well, my my parents were always like, we named you Christopher, not Chris. So I guess she subscribes to that as well. But. When she finally says to me, Chapman, it's time to shave. It's time to cut the hair. I will do it. But I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of enjoying the fact that I, I nobody thinks, I don't know. I, I, oh, I, I think we think. <laughs>
no, no, no. Don't rope me into that. I, do do you, Chapman. Like You be your unique self, and you live that Encino Man dream. Like I'm all for it. I, I, I will say up. this. I, I, I do think there is a very distinct possibility I will get the beard trimmed before. Trimmed? Uh, yeah, yeah, because it's, it's, okay. it's kind of a little raggly. So I, Hold I, on. Raggly? Yes. Wait, wait, let, me, let me ask you a question. Are you going to go to somebody to trim your beard, or are you going yeah. to do it yourself? No, no. I will not do it myself because I will screw Why? it up. I'll screw no, it you up. won't. Oh, Just absolutely. practice. No. Practice, Chapman, practice you, where? Tom what do you Hanks mean practice looks- where? On your face that has all the hair. <laughs> yeah, but if I screw it up, then I, have to sh- then I have to shave the whole thing off and start all over. Oh, my gosh. It grows back. Yeah, but it took. it's taken a long time for this to grow. Just, Just can I just let everybody know what he looks like? Think of Tom Hanks right before he got rescued. <laughs> I, I that, have... that, that, that image of Tom Hanks looks like he just walked out of the salon compared to what Chapman looks like. I, right I have heard much worse, so I will, I will gladly take Tom Hanks from, from Castaway. How do we know this isn't just a long game play for your Halloween costume this year? Mm. Oh, you, you don't know that, but... Uh... We don't well, know that. You didn't either until um, I just said no, it. No, no, because it, no, no, because someone someone did mention I could uh, I could rock a certain look for Halloween, and the thought crossed my mind. But I'm leaning in a different direction. But I, Tom Hanks got like thinner as he went along. Yeah, you well, can't he, do he, he wasn't Hanks. eating. Right. You've got you've got to turn that other. What does your wife? What's your wife's name? Junko. Junko. Yeah. Um, she's. She may not have said it yet, Chapman, but she's thinking of it. Well, she has told me that she's unhappy with me gaining weight. I, I can say that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, top five, bottom five. This is the VGK Insider <laughs> Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Over the next few days, we are going to count it down. The top five teams in the National Hockey League, per our opinions, and mm-hmm. the five worst teams in the National Hockey League. Today is number five. And let's start it off. With the five best teams in the National Hockey League at number five, Ryan Wallace, who is mm-hmm. the fifth best team in your mind? So for anyone that listens to the show regularly, this is going to come as quite a surprise based on my reasonings and my explanations surrounding this team just last season. But Can I, can me, I guess, though? Yeah, go ahead. Boston? Yeah, it is. It wow. is. The Boston Bruins. Ooh, the I was Boston wrong. Bruins are my fifth best team right now in the NHL. And, and there's a lot going into this. N- number one, like I- I'm not going to bet against Bergeron, Marchand, Pasternak anymore. I've done it too many times. I've doubled down on it too many times. Uh, I just think that I have to be smarter than I was last year, and I'm going to give the Boston Bruins their due. Uh, Taylor Hall back in the fold. I I know David Krejci retires from the NHL, but I I look at Taylor Hall. I look at the depth that they have up front. I do like this team. Adding Nick Foligno, Eric Halla, Tomas Nosek. To me, they're a little bit more balanced and dynamic offensively, and then defensively is kind of where I've had my big question marks when it comes to the Boston Bruins, but the addition of Mike Riley last year at the trade deadline solidified some things for me in terms of how they defend and defend well. I want more consistency from their defense, but you've got some young guys that's going to come in time. And then I think the biggest question mark right now surrounding Boston 
is Linus Olmark and kind of how he fits into this team with this club. Uh, I do think that you're looking at a goalie that's done really well on on bad defensive teams with a a structured team like Boston. I think he's going to do incredibly well too. And then there's the wild card of Tuka Rask. When he's healthy, is he going to come back? And how much of a jolt does that give the Boston Bruins? I I just look at this team top to bottom. I'm sold on them. I'm not going to bet against them again. Yeah, Team Finland too in in goal with uh, Tuka Rask. Boston, number five, yeah. by the opinion of Ryan Wallace. I'm shocked. Who's your fifth best team, Chapman? Well, it wasn't the Boston Bruins. In fact, I'll show you what I had written down for Ryan. And uh, that is my okay. fifth best team. The, well, you can tell the audience yeah, now. I, I'm going to. Okay. The, the Toronto Maple Leafs. I think this is finally. I know. No, it's not. We say it every Stop. year. This Stop. is finally the year that they break through, they overcome all the, well, they don't overcome the odds. Usually the odds overcome them, but they they, they get it done this year. I liked the signing of Andre Casa. I think he's going to be a good player for them. I think Nick Robertson is going to take a step forward for this team. They still have Austin Matthews. How many goals is he going to score for this team? I mean, look, it, at, at some point, the Maple Leafs have to take that next step. Otherwise, you got to blow it all up. And I think this is a year that they finally take that step. I think they win a they they win a round in the playoffs. I think they win a couple of rounds in the playoffs, and you know they they're back to having a competitive division compared to what they were in last year. But I think I think they're going to be fine. I, I think they take that next step. I was on the fence with the Toronto Maple Leafs, Chapman. I was, but I went with the New York Islanders Ooh. as my fifth best team uh, in the National Hockey League. Now that's not to say. Right now, as people who go out there and go, well, how, how do you guys have three different things? There may be some jungling, jumbling up here with four, five, uh, sorry, four, three, two, and one. But uh, but as you go across the board, the New York Islanders, when you examine Barry Trotz and and the goaltending and the consistency and the blue line growing and what they've been able to do, I'm not crazy about the Parisi signing, but the rest of it, uh, I, I like what they've done. I, I, I'm a big fan of, of where they are in their development. And for and what may have happened here is some of the other teams didn't wow me or got worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's probably as much of what landed the New York Islanders as my fifth best team as anything uh, is what happened to the other teams and where they came from and what they did. So the New York Islanders are my fifth best team for Ryan Wallace. It's the Boston Bruins. And for Chris Chapman, it's the Toronto Maple Leafs. And yeah, I was there too. Zach Hyman bothers me a little bit. The goaltending bothers me a little bit. I think they can ham and egg it uh, with their goaltending. I just wasn't quite ready to go there. With the Toronto Maple Leafs. If you want to talk goals and excitement and uh, fascinating storylines, Toronto's right up there. But uh, as far as fifth best team. Uh, Okay, now we've got the best, we've got the worst coming up. Fifth worst team in the National Hockey League, Chris Chapman. Well, I I actually struggle with this a little bit because I feel like there's there's quite a few bad teams and just placing them in order... (laughs) Is is has was, was difficult for me, but I'm going to go with a team that that seems to be on the bottom five list year in year out and never seems to be able to escape it. They can't seem to get out of their own way a lot of times. And I'm going to go with the Ottawa Senators. I don't quite think they're the worst team in the NHL, but they're bad. 
they probably were the worst team in Canada last year, and it was nothing. It was a, a pretty massive COVID breakout with the Vancouver Canucks. It probably prevented them from finishing in last place in the Canadian division. They 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 lose to Donoff. Obviously, like Ryan mentioned, that's thirteen goals. But a guy who maybe over the full season would have scored a, a bit more for them. Uh, they they really didn't improve a whole lot. Oh no, they got Pierre. Well, I mean, maybe, maybe. No, but, no they got Pierre Maguire. Okay, but he doesn't. He he's not out there lacing them up for this team. That's probably a good thing. <laughs> yeah. you, you you know I was being sarcastic. I there, I, right? I know I know I I I had a feeling you you were there. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I I just they're young and I feel like they have some good young players, but I just. Don't think they're hmm. they're 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 going to win a lot of games, but I do think they're better than four other teams in the NHL. So they have that going for them. What about you, there, Wallace? Yeah, so I'm I'm in on the Ottawa Senators, fifth best, uh, fifth worst team in the league. And uh, while a lot of teams don't necessarily want to be on this list, the fact that Ottawa is not one or two is probably a a testament to what's going well in Ottawa, I suppose. Like, yeah, like yeah, Chris no, that's said, fair. like Chris said, right? Like there's some young talent. There's certainly Brady Kachuk who probably should be the next captain of this team. Maybe not this season, but as we move forward here, uh, I do Get think. Get him signed though, right? Well, there's that too. And, and that's kind of a big key to this. Like you have to make sure that you treat Brady Kachuk like the franchise player that he is. And you've got to find a way to make him happy. You've got to do it on this, on this next contract and you've got to have him coming to camp, ready to go and ready to play. Uh, after Brady Kachuk, I mean, you've got some young players that certainly can continue to develop, continue to get better, but just from a talent perspective in the lineup on the roster, it just isn't there for me. I like Thomas Shabbat a lot on the back end. The addition of Nick Holden, I think, gives them something. Obviously, veteran presence, he'll get an opportunity to play uh, with Ottawa. But I, I just don't like a lot of their defense, and I don't like their goaltending. Like, in terms of winning in this league, you need goaltenders. And Matt Murray, it not, it's not just his his play when he's healthy. It's the fact that he's having struggles staying healthy for the Ottawa Senators. So, for me, I look at this team and I say, DJ Smith is going to have them competitive. This is going to be one of those teams that's a pain in the butt to play against. I do think they're going to win some games. That's why I don't think they're the worst team in the league. But I just don't think they're particularly good, and I don't think they're particularly good from a talent perspective. And most nights, that's going to have them on the losing end. The Brady Kachuk situation is going to be fascinating because, like, Matthew was a tough negotiation with Calgary, and... I don't know whether you guys remember this, but but Walt, the old man, he signed an offer sheet when he was with the Winnipeg Jets <laughs> way back when. He actually signed the offer sheet with Chicago, went in yeah. uh, with uh, Bill Wirtz and did, did the whole thing. Like, they, top negotiator going all the way back, and and their uncle is actually their agent, Craig Oster. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's, it's all, they, they, they're all on the same page. Uh, I think... Brady's got them over uh, a real barrel there, and I think it, if they're going to have to overpay. If Ottawa gets them done, they're going to overpay, and that's the only way that it occurs that that Brady Kachuk's going to sign that contract. I don't have Ottawa in my in my six. 
Really? And and, and I went one one extra because I was I was really torn between uh, these two teams for the fifth uh, worst team uh, to start mm-hmm. this National Hockey League season. So I was yeah. between Anaheim and Seattle. Seattle because it's an expansion team, and I don't know whether you can do it two times in a row. I know what Vegas did uh, was so extraordinary, but like uh, Vegas is a one-off to me. Yeah, I think Seattle will be okay, but they're not going to be Vegas. So I was between Vegas and Anaheim, and I finally settled on the Ducks as uh, as my fifth worst team to start the season. And we'll see. I just there's there's some great pieces coming. Mm-hmm. And uh, I love their coach, and uh, I love some of the things that they've been able to accomplish. I just don't see enough uh, with the organization to move them out of that uh, of that situation. But Ottawa, I like. I don't even have them. My uh, maybe I'm. I was impressed by Ottawa last year, actually. No, I I was too. And and while I was. Pleasantly surprised by what I saw on the ice from the Ottawa Senators last year. I, I still look at this this team as, as objectively as I can. I look at the roster, and I just don't see this team really doing much in terms of growth and improvement. I, I think individually the players are going to improve, but I, I just don't think that this is the type of team that's going to really get out of the basement for a little while. I, I think they're three or four years away even now from kind of being a team that, that threatens to, to, to go to the playoffs. What, what intrigues me about Ottawa is I'm really interested to see that the step that Tim Stutzla takes, like, yeah. because he had a really good rookie season and I, I just want to see him improve because I mean, I, I, I want to see Ottawa have some success. It, it seems like that's a market that's just dying to have a successful franchise. And, and it'd be nice if there was another competitive Canadian team and, it seems like if, if it's going to happen, you're going to have to rely on guys like Stutzla and, and Kachuk to take that next step. You guys disagree with the Anaheim pick or no? No, no, no. I don't think they're going to be good. Okay, so so you're kind of on board with that. Yes. Yeah, I, that, I, that tells I think me that int- Anaheim might figure into your your four, <laughs> three, two, or one <laughs> when, when you when you emphatically say no, no, we're 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 on board with that. I, I think you made the right choice in going with, with Anaheim over Seattle, assuming that Seattle doesn't uh, fall four through one on your list. Mm-hmm. Um, just because, like, again, I, I look at the division. I look at the Pacific division. I, I like Seattle's defense. I like their goaltending. I am not in love with their offense. I don't know that they're going to score that much. But I also think kind of within that division – they're not really going to need to that much. So uh, I certainly don't think that they are, are a bottom five or bottom six team in this league simply because of the division they play in. Tomorrow, number four, the fourth best team in the National Hockey League to start the season and the fourth worst team in the NHL as we continue to roll it out on this opening week of the VGK Insider Show. One-timers are coming up next on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Brought to the near wing. Big shot, he scores! It's time for one-timers. Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day. And it's a tie hockey game. On the BGK Insider Show. 
We have some congratulations to send out to a pair of uh, Vegas Golden Knights and Mark Stone and Braden McNabb. Congratulations, uh, gentlemen, and uh, your families. Uh, Time the knot this summer. Busy couple of weeks uh, for the VGK as they were all over the place uh, attending those uh, two weddings. But the captain uh, has that uh, long-term deal, and now he signed a lifetime deal. As, uh, he yeah, gets it's married. awesome. So that's uh, that's pretty cool that uh, they were able to do that. We're we're watching this team grow up. We are. It's it's uh, it's weird to be honest, to be to be frank, because you you see guys as they come in and they they you, you kind of always imagine them or remember them as like twenty five year old guys, and then all of a sudden, bam, they're married. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah uh, I think we'll start to feel old when guys like Nick Hague start getting married. Because I mean. I remember the day he was drafted. It's like, okay, Nick, you were 18. Now you're a married man. Alec Martinez married uh, as well this offseason. So that's that's pretty cool. We got a uh, different looking uh, room and uh, always been the tight room. And then we get uh, Alec Martinez signing the extension and they hold on to him. And uh, he comes up. There's, there's a guy who I think uh, when you acquired him from Los Angeles, he would always be a Los Angeles king and then played a couple of years here and there, whether Vegas or what happened. He He's settled in here to be a key cog in this Vegas Golden Knights team. They knew what they were getting when they acquired him, but he, his fit has been even better than anticipated. Yeah, I, I mean, I couldn't agree more. And and again, it, it's uh, it speaks to the player, right? It, it speaks to his versatility. It, it speaks to, you know, when he's with L.A., those last couple of years that he's in L.A., there's different responsibilities and, and different things that, that are asked of him. And, you know, maybe the, the numbers offensively don't, don't look particularly good those last couple of seasons because there's more grueling minutes defensively against the best team's competition. So um, it's a player that does whatever he's asked to do, and he's fit in incredibly well with this team. And should this team find a way to win everything in the next couple of years with Alec Martinez on the roster, um, he'll probably be be remembered incredibly well to the LA Kings fans as well as the Vegas Golden Knights fans. So I'm looking at Chapman and I'm waiting for the day. I'm thinking, is it going to be Thursday? Is it going to be Sunday? Is it going to be next Wednesday? The day that he gets kicked out of his house because of the way he's looking. Uh, he shouldn't even just can't thought, let it go. Just shouldn't let Eve even think about moving in with uh, Alec Martinez because he's a neat freak and you're not fitting in with Alec Martinez. I yeah, I, Martinez kind of struck me as, as a guy who's very structured and, and very has a, structured. Yeah, has, has a regiment, and I like him a lot though. Like I like he's one of my favorite guys to watch just because of the way he plays, and I'm happy for the guy. He got married, and and you know what? I think honestly, if I had to do it all over, I would have been like him, and I would have waited until I was older. Oh really? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, buddy of mine used to, Martinez, when they would do their Stanley Cup runs, uh, his lease would run out. So he would, ha- he would move in with one of the veteran players. And my buddy would always uh, say, come and live with me. And he would move into his house because they were the same. Like if the chair is slightly, <laughs> slightly ajar, the two of them would fix the chair. Like everything had to be so-so. So what you're saying uh, is he has a little OCD. Well, they, they both have uh, very particular standards when it comes to being neat and tidy. Hey, they're not taking me in either. That, that's <laughs> a point. guarantee. There, there's not a chance. And, uh, and the goats aren't fitting in. 
uh, with you. How are the goats? They're doing goat things, man. They smell, and they're loud, and they butt heads all the time, but they're real cute, and, um, you know, the world needs a little bit more cute in its its everyday. Uh, Jacob Chikrin is becoming like this incredible defenseman, and he's doing it during the offseason. He had a great year last year, but now there's talk that uh, that they might be shopping him from Arizona. If they, if they shop him, I don't know who they're going to have left to play, uh, which if you're following along from the last segment, oh. top five, bottom five, there may be yeah. a, a, a tie in here. But the yeah. Coyotes say they have no intentions of trading Jacob Chikrin. Should they? Should they be selling high on Jacob Chikrin if you're going into a full rebuild? Okay. Um, So I'm inclined to say no because you have to have somebody, right? Like you got to have a player that you can build an identity around. You have to have a player that you you look at. They're testing that theory. They're coming pretty close to testing the theory that you don't. I, I'm very much aware as I pull up their cap friendly and I take a look at their roster. Like to me, you, you need to, to have one of those players. And, and th- like, if you trade Jacob Chikrin now, he's 23 years old. If you do the rebuild, right. If you, if you hit on some of your draft picks, if you're able to kind of get some players in free agency, that makes sense. Maybe in three years, you can kind of turn that corner and, and become be, be competitive again and then you've got a 26 year old Jacob Chikrin and you've got a player that you can really really have as your cornerstone defenseman so I wouldn't do it because you have to have that next wave of players that are going to be there when you're better out of the rebuild and to me if you're going to have a core on this team it has to begin and really could kind of end with Jacob Chikrin yeah I, I'm kind of with you on that because as you mentioned, he's only 23. You have him and Clayton Keller, both the same age. You have to have those young players. Otherwise, blowing it all up and rebuilding, you don't really have anything when but you come out of that. But that's what they're doing. Yeah, but, but they have to keep something. You can't yeah. just get rid of everything. I'd tell high I, I mean, like, like I, and, and I, I get kind of where you're coming from, but at the end of the day, like, we're talking about a 23-year-old defenseman who's only going to get better. And when this team is coming out of the rebuild, he's going to be in his peak. He's going to be in his absolute prime. To me, that's important to keep around because you're you're going to sell off Jacob Chikrin, and then when you're good in three years or better in three years or pushing for a playoff spot in three years, because if, if you're doing the rebuild and it takes you more than three years, then you're, you're just doing it wrong. But the point is, you're going to be looking to bring in a Jacob Chikrin when you've already got him, suffer through a couple of years, but make him the cornerstone piece. And you've got him at a good number. It's not like he's making a ton of money. Dvorak, Garland, Ekman Larson, yeah. goalie, all gone. Uh, for, oh, goalie. The, and, and the coach. <laughs> the goalie. coach, too. Goalie. It's amazing. Yeah. Goalie. Goalie. Well done. Uh, congratulations, Pierre Dorian. Signed a new contract extension with the Ottawa Senators. He will be the GM. Well, he'll be paid through 24 25. There's no guarantee anybody's going <laughs> to live out their contract. I, I, I'm not. I'm actually not making a joke about that. Uh, yeah. I I try to. He's got a contract through 24, 25, but he yeah. has been the GM since 2016. 
And wow. I, all, I was being uh, serious before when I said uh, that, that I wasn't taking a shot there. Mm-hmm. I, I will admit my fault here. I didn't think that Pierre Dorian would have a decade run as the general manager at the Ottawa Senators. I, I just didn't see that happening. You know, I didn't either, um, especially after we were a team. But, mm-hmm. I mean, here we are. And, and, that, and I guess like the all-encompassing thing, right? Like, it's the, the Eugene, it's the coach. It's the, yeah. The, I, but, I, I mean, I think, like, you know, if you're going to stick in a place where you've got a very eccentric owner in Eugene Melnick and, and there's a certain amount of, of control and a certain amount of restrictions uh, with what you can and can't do as a general manager – um, I, I think you've got to find a way to bridge the gap. And I, I think Pierre Dorian's been able to do that. And he's been able to to kind of speak enough to what Eugene Melnick wants to do as an owner to keep his job. So it's the second extension that he's signed as general manager of the Ottawa Senators. His quote is, uh, I think earning Melnick's trust for the next four years has a lot about how he wants to go with this team. We had a plan when we started to rebuild. I think the next stage now is win they have to start to win yeah uh, makes uh, sense. well that's ec- that's excellent that's excellent uh vision yeah. no it's it's great vision uh if if i don't think montreal who went to the stanley cup final last year has a chance to make the playoffs <laughs> as we get back to normal in that division uh ottawa's not winning I, I guess it depends on what your uh idea of winning is when it comes to that well but, I mean, for the Ottawa Senators, if they win 30 games this year, it's a win, right? Yeah, because I had them as the bottom of the... I wasn't sure they would win 10 of 56 games last year. <laughs> it wasn't I, looking good for no, a while. No, it, it, it wasn't. And then they they started beating up in Vancouver and, and the sort. But I, I think they slightly overachieved last year. So that's can they do some of that? I think I think Matt Murray's going to be better. But there's a there's a little bit of news uh, from the National Hockey League when it comes to uh, Pierre Dorian. And congratulations, the National Women's Hockey League has renamed its loop and is going to be called uh, the Premier. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, I, I think it is. I think it's a, it's an evolution, and and you want to try to 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 go through those those steps to to continue to build your organization and uh well done all about it they dropped the uh the word women from from the uh from the title and it was strategic to try and stand it stand out and not be defined by by gender and i at first i was like why would they why would they do that way and in in listening to the explanation it makes a lot of sense. It's going to be called the Premier Hockey Federation. Uh, but uh, congratulations and, and good luck there. They're going to expand to Montreal, uh, not this year, but next year. And uh, they've got some uh, some teams in, in Buffalo and Metropolitan, the Connecticut Whale, uh, Toronto, uh, Boston, uh, Minneapolis. Uh, some good things uh, coming up on that front. And those are your one-timers. Going to sprinkle a few things in over the next uh, couple of days as we ease back into it. But coming up next, the first go-around, wanted to make sure we had enough time for this as we catch up with Chapman on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to the Findlay Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Here's Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. To the operator, Chris Chapman. <clears throat> 
in exchange for him not talking through the rest of the two hours. It's yeah. a trade-off. We feel it's worth it. Let us yep. know what you think. All right. Well, this past weekend, I, I was able to attend my first football game with a full crowd. I went to both the UNLV uh, Eastern Washington game. I was actually the spotter for the broadcast, which was an interesting uh, job, something I had never done. And then Saturday, I, I was, I don't want to say I was a fan, but I went to go watch the BYU University of Arizona game. And I can tell you, being in that stadium with 50,000 people, it gets loud. And it was it was a pretty incredible experience to, to go watch two college football games at Allegiant Stadium this past weekend. I went to a Raider game last year, and uh, there was no fans, obviously. So it was it, it was a strange kind of feeling to be in that stadium with zero fans, but to be in there with with thousands upon thousands of fans cheering for their team, it was it was a really cool experience. And I walked around a little bit during the BYU Arizona game. It was the first time I'd really had a chance to walk around. There's a lot of really good food options, and that place is big. It, it takes you a bit of time to get from uh, one part of the stadium to the other. And I will say this. If you are going to a game there and you're going to meet people, don't go the direction where the torch is at. And if you've been in there, you know what I'm talking about because it's a hassle to get to the other side of the stadium because you have to basically either take the stairs or elevator down and then walk around behind the torch and then go back up. So uh, if, if you're going to go, go the other direction if you're going to meet people there. But, Is it uh, warm near the torch? Uh, it wasn't on. No. During, I guess they only turned it on for Raider <laughs> games. Uh, but, yeah, it wasn't on for BYU-Arizona nor the UNLV football game. But uh, Rebels so you went and, looking for food during the BYU game? No, no. I, I, I had well, my one of my very close friends, his, his parents are season ticket holders for the University of Arizona. So I went oh. to go meet up with them, and I, I hung out with them for the third quarter. And Did they then, recognize you? Of course, yeah. And they, they also said, I need to lose weight. So uh, They wow. said that? Yes. My, my, my good friend's parents told me that I need to lose weight. So. And, and good they, friend's parents never say that. They, they, they just love you to death. Well, they're never shy. So, uh, wow. Yeah, what did you eat? Uh, I, I had evil pie. Yeah, that sounds oh. healthy. No, no. it's No, pizza. It was good. It's good. So you keep saying that you eat vegetables. I do. I was at a football game. I'm not going to eat a salad at the football game. Um, yeah, Darren, when was the last time you ate a salad at a football game? Yeah, I haven't been to a football game in forever. You have a Canadian okay, team, When was right? the last time you ate a salad at a hockey game? Yeah, that hasn't happened. In, well, no, 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 it hasn't happened either. You know what's good? I'm a big at popcorn the, guy. At, at the games, yeah. the tail and fin, it's like the sushi bowl. Oh man, yeah. I I love that. I I get that a lot before games. So you were a spotter for the uh, for the radio broadcast, yeah. for the UNLV game. Yeah, it, it took and me. You've a, never done that before. No, it took me a quarter to get um, familiar with what I was doing. But <laughs> give me an idea of what like what getting familiar means. Well, I I had never watched a game through binoculars before, so so it was. <laughs> and then unfortunately, some of the Eastern Washington players they they wore their they didn't have jerseys on the shoulder or numbers on the shoulder. <laughs> Yeah. And they wore their their jerseys. Some of them were kind of scrunched up, so yeah. like their stomachs were showing. So I couldn't tell if it was thirty nine or eighty nine or twenty nine. How many times you Ooh. screw up? Spotter's hard job. I I did probably two or three times. I screwed up. Big one yeah. was was a recovered fumble. I gave I gave Russ Langer the wrong number, but he was okay with what that. Was I the, think. What was the number that you gave him that was wrong? I think I think I gave him eighty one. I think it was forty one who recovered it. Yeah, they look the same. <laughs> 
close. Now, close enough. Did right? you did you put any like preparation into being a spotter? Other I, than brought your own binoculars. I looked over the rosters of, of both teams. To How try many to, times? Uh, more three. times than I can count. A lot. Three. Three. <laughs> I'm three going times. three. Well, I did say more than I could count. Well, Spotter just needs to know numbers. Doesn't need to know names. No, but I was looking at the death chart to see which guys might be in the game at, at specific times. <laughs> Oh, it's nice to be back uh, catching up with Chapman and catching up with you.